Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey. I'm the Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union-Tribune. I'm in Peoria, Arizona. My boss, sports editor Jay Posner, back in San Diego, which is where the Padres are from. Uh, we'll not be back there for another five weeks, Jay. Uh, we're a one weekend. One week since pitchers and catchers reported. As we talked about last week, though, uh, position players, a lot of them have been here. I mean, well before, and, and a lot more of them well before uh, in, in previous years. Uh, you know, working with the new coaches, trying to impress the new manager. Is that a sign? Is that a sign, Kevin? Should we read a lot into that? Is that is that a really big deal now that everybody's excited to be there? And that that's going to add, is that going to add, what, five wins, ten wins? Come on, give us something here. <laughs> you made my point. You made my point. I was going to say, you know, they say that every day. You know, I've mentioned it in a story or two, but you, you just learned you're not going to make that big a deal out of it. I will say that that uh, Bobby Dickerson, the new infield coach, technically the bench coach, um, those Skip Schumacher associate manager will actually be the bench coach. And then uh, outfielder, outfield coach, base running coach, and first base coach, Wayne Kirby. Just their energy, their voices, they have brought something new to the team. No idea, Jay, what that's going to mean. But I will say this. They have shown why they were brought in. We all know about the end of last season. Uh, you know, where did Manny go? What was wrong? You know, management does believe that he basically quit on the season. Eric Hosmer, guilty of a little bit of the same. They think, these are not my words, they think. Um, and, and, you know, these are two guys making a lot of money. Um, they are responding. These are Manny's former coaches from Baltimore. They speak Manny. Uh, <laughs> they don't take any. They don't take anything, right? And it's just a fact. You got to figure out how to talk to kids, and you got to figure out how to talk to kids who are millionaires. Uh, uh, drive Rolls Royces to the uh, complex. You know, I have that. I have that problem. I have that problem as a as a department leader. You know, trying to talk to <laughs> trying to talk to kids. Maybe not so much kids, but people who are, are millionaires here in the department. Oh. You know, when I'm I'm plugging along for my you know my twelve dollars an hour, and everybody else is <laughs> uh, is is raking in the money. So I I know exactly what they're going through. I I'm not sure which one of you is is Manny and which one's and which one's Hosmer and and I certainly don't know oh, which know. which and I don't know which one's Will Myers uh that we're that we're trying that we're trying to trade uh as well. I'll tell you this, I'm full as hell. You're what? I'm full as hell. <laughs> so I must be Manny. Uh, well, no, I had the fl- I had the flu for like a week or two, so I'm less swole than ever. Uh, but but that's a good thing because I was way I was way too swole in a, bit, <laughs> in, in, a in a in a bad way. But uh, anyway, tell us tell us about Manny Machado being swole as hell as he as he put it, and and what that might mean. It, it seems like Manny's physical condition wasn't really the problem last year. I mean, for for, for four months. He was Manny Machado. He put up, you know, he was hitting 280, and his OPS was, I don't know, 850 or whatever it was, and and maybe even a little higher than that. And and he was he was playing pretty good defense. And and then it seemed like that it wasn't it wasn't physical, as you mentioned earlier. It was more mental as to what happened. Right. But but physically, how much different does does he look? Is he in the best shape of his life? Is what everybody well, really wants to know. That is Manny. See, swole as hell is Manny for best shape of my life. Okay. So okay. I think that's kind of cool. Um, and he is. He's leaner. He, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, he's toned and perhaps 
maybe those arms are a little bigger. That's not what matters. Man, he's never been extremely buff. He's always had a big, you know, a little thick midsection. It's a part of what makes him who he is. Uh, but in his mind, right, he started working out a month uh-huh. earlier. Uh, he, you know, he has a personal chef that, I mean, eating clean, all this. Hey, does that help Fanny? Awesome. The, I think that the concern was more that, you know, and, and I've talked to other players because you wonder to yourself, wait a minute, why? Why was being a free agent and, like, having to be on the phone with your agent for a few hours a day and maybe take a few trips and, and worrying? I get all that, but why did that keep you from, like, and ready for the season. And I talked to, you know, uh, former players veterans over the last, you know, year or whatever. Because Manny started talking about it a little bit last year. And and they do say that mentally it is. It's like you don't know where you're going to be. And it, it, it is a little bit off-putting. Okay, fine. Well, now season two and Manny says uh, he's here to, uh, you know, that he's going to, he's still Manny Machado. And, and uh, so, well, look, <laughs> uh, we got four more weeks or five more weeks to talk about in this manner, which is, you know, Manny's one of those guys, he's not competing for a job. He's going to run for the season. We'll see. Hey, show us. Show us next July. Show us next August and September. Um, you know, what all good this did for you, Manny. Okay, and as you said, I mean, whatever Manny does in spring and, and you know, yeah. what a lot of these guys do in spring, it was like we talked about with Myers last week. It's really pretty irrelevant. I mean, the, the biggest thing is just getting healthy bodies to Petco in the next five weeks and, and having uh-huh. you know pitchers build up innings and and that sort of thing. I wanted to bring up the other side of the infield, and and you mentioned you mentioned Eric Hosmer. Where do things stand? And and you wrote something that uh, went online earlier today about if Will Myers is dealt. And man, the Padres are trying like hell. It looks like to get rid of <laughs> Will Myers. But if if Will Myers is dealt, that does change things a little bit in terms of, of, of a plan, sort of a, that they were going to play Myers a little more at first, give, sounded like give Hosmer a few more days off. What happens to that plan if, if Myers is dealt? Do they, do, you know, Josh Naylor is, the, is like Hosmer in terms of being a left-handed yep. hitter. Is there anybody else that well, a right-hander that you can see being used sometimes at first base? Sure, Ty France. I mean, okay. I don't know what that means to you. I mean, Ty France is not only now working behind the plate, getting the bulk of his work at third base and first base. They want to, you know, it looks like they want to give him every opportunity to be one of the utility guys. And, you know, look, his splits, he was actually better against righties last year in what was it, 100 plate appearances? Uh, you know, his rookie season. So Yeah, I wouldn't read much. I wouldn't read much into 100 right, right plate right. appearances. So. Right. So I, I don't I didn't look in AAA, but since his OPS was like four thousand in AAA, then uh, you know we don't want to read into that either. So right. I don't know. <laughs> but now Will Myers, now Will Myers, uh, make, you know, make light or whatever of like you know I, what I write that uh, you know Plan B would be out the window because Plan A is for Eric Hosmer to do like he has done in a few seasons, I believe fifteen, seventeen, and he has hit lefty, uh-huh. um, but. Since he's been a Padre, he certainly hasn't. And most of his career, he hasn't been great against lefties. He's been almost horrible against lefties for, for the Padres. Uh, plan A would be like, but hey, great. We want our customer to play 157 games. Plan B would be, we'll start to play more first base against lefty pitchers. Because for whatever Will struggles have been, the guy pretty much crushes left-handed pitching. His OPS is well over 800, and, you know, that's that's what Will does. So there's plan B. Now, 
you say they're trying to unload Will, they certainly are. And, and that is because, well, they'll try to tell you, well, the best-case scenario is Will plays like Will can. No, the best-case scenario is you clear, um, you clear uh, space uh, you know, on your payroll so you can get a future Hall of Fame shortstop at Francisco Lindor. Um, so that, that's, uh, that, that's what the best case is. Now, is that going to all work out? Look, people don't even know if the Indians are really serious or if they're going to be serious until you know, you're a little bit into the season. Uh, the Padres are pursuing, whether that's in a three-team trade or, or you know, somehow a separate deal. Nick uh, Senzel from uh, Cincinnati to play center field. That would certainly shake things up, wouldn't it? Uh, Trent Grisham right now is supposed to be the center fielder. Um, but, hey, I don't know. I guess it's a cliche. You can never have too many good outfielders. Well, you can never have too many good players, but that hasn't been much of a of an issue here for the past 15 years or so. I, I do think I came up with something. If if they do trade for Lindor, I, I've got the next story you can write. Fernando Tatis moves to first base. <laughs> that would cause a furor. I could I, uh, now I'm now I'm I'm seeing it now. Fernando Tatis goes over to first base, and and I don't know. Maybe he platoons with Hosmer. That would probably go over. Uh, that would probably go over really well if uh, if that happened. But no, I mean it, it's you know we talk about all this now and then one phone call and one trade and and, and everything changes. But speaking of, of trades, and here's a segue for you. Uh, Cal Quantrill was announced today as the opening day starter for the Cactus League um, mm-hmm. on Saturday, I believe that is. Is that uh, the first thing I thought of was oh it's a showcase. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I know how ridiculous that is because obviously if the Red Sox are going to trade for Cal Quantrill, they saw him last year. There's plenty to, uh, there's plenty to go on, but it did strike me as funny that he was going to get the, yeah. uh, the first shot in the spring, but it, it, that se- he seems like a guy that could be on the move to sort of entice the, the Red Sox to take on some of that Will Myers money. Is that what, uh, is that what's going on? Yeah, evidently he was going to be a part of the Mookie Best deal, and the, and the Red Sox really like him. And evidently it is the Red Sox who, you know, if not initiated this new round of talks that involve Will Myers, they they were really into it. And they like Adrian Morahone as well, Luis Campusano, the catching prospect, and uh, Gabriel Arias, the shortstop. They're not getting all of those. <laughs> I was going to say, that that's an awful lot uh, right there. I think you're, you're certainly better off eating Will Myers' money than giving up that many Right, that, but you've got to have those sort of moving parts Right, you're trying to get them to come up from you know say twenty million of Will's money to thirty. It's well, always been the Padres have always said you're going to need to take at least half. You're going to need to take half of Will's money. Now it was more than that because they were going to have to pay Mookie Betts some more. But for this, like they don't want to have ten million in in, in dead money there. Um, but they do have what the Red Sox want, and that's young talent because the Red Sox probably next week are going to lose draft picks. Right, because, uh, right. You know the, the penalty from their own cheating episode, and we get to talk more about cheating some more. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but no, I mean that I I do think, and I don't blame the Red Sox for liking Cal Quantrill. I I thought there were there were a lot of times last year where where he looked like a a really good prospect, and and the thing I I liked about him as much as you know I could tell from never having spoken with him, but but just watching him and and reading some of the comments. He didn't seem to mind whether he started, if he was in the rotation or if he was in the bullpen. I remember the, we talked about it once on here last year that he had a, a great quote about, I, you know, just give me the ball and pitching's pitching was basically the uh, the quote. I don't care what inning it is. I don't care about anything. I'm out there to, to pitch and get guys out. 
and I, I thought that was a pretty good a pretty good comment from him. And and there were times last year where he showed uh, a lot of of not just flashes, but a lot of signs of why he, you yeah. know, why he was taken where he was taken in the uh, in the draft. So I I think uh, that that's not a guy that I would necessarily be crazy about uh, giving up if I was the Padres. But again, we don't know what's involved in the deal the other way either. I mean, the the Padres aren't just sending all this. Uh, all this talent to to Boston and and only getting back, uh, only you know dealing with Myers money. They're obviously going to get somebody back as well. So we don't know what's uh, what's involved with that. But that that would certainly be uh, you know another thing to keep an eye on as we um, as we move forward. Game start on Saturday. Is there when do you think we'll see some of the, uh, the, the guys like Tatis and Machado and? And Hosmer and those guys, when will they be in the lineup? Well, I probably get that out of uh, Jace Taylor, who does not say much. Uh, you know, he, he reminds me of covering football. Oh, uh, no. But I have a suspicion it will be earlier than we have in the past. First of all, uh, Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer um, you know, had just signed at the start of uh, the last two right, spring right. trainings. But they were here earlier, too. So they're in game shape. Now, still. You're not going to overwork your guys, but I think it'll be earlier, maybe like the beginning of the week is, is uh, when you would see the, the the real lineup. But they have a lot of outfielders to run through, so you'll start to see, you know, Will Myers in there, Trent Grisham. They got guys that uh, that need to get innings, and so there won't be any danger in overworking them through uh, through the. Uh, spring. You're also going to see a lot of young relievers because there's six to ten of them that you would, you know, you you wouldn't laugh if I said their names and, and said, no, these guys have a chance, even though there's probably one, maybe two spots possibly open in the bullpen. There's a heck of a lot of guys that are competing uh, for for spots uh, in on the major league roster in AAA because, though, yes, we know those guys rotate up to the major league mm-hmm. and also. You know, showcasing for other teams because the Padres are probably going to move one or two of those guys if they find the right uh, deal before spring to help them out. As a matter of fact, you know, one or two could be on the move to the Reds uh, to get Nick Senzel. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's always and there's attrition that always happens. I mean, uh-huh. you know, we, we talked about last week. You're not you're not just going to say here's the eight relievers and these are going to be the eight guys that are going to. Uh, be in the bullpen here in in five weeks. So there's there's always uh, that. So I I know that's on uh, I know that's on your radar uh, as as well to uh, look forward. And and of course I, I think one of the other fascinating guys to watch and maybe we can talk a little bit more about him next week is Franchi Cordero. Uh, just to see what you know is this the year that it finally happens? Yes, though. I mean, without a doubt, and I'll be writing about him early in the week, and I love to watch Francie. Why? Because he's an amazing player. He is uh, He is almost, I don't know, F.J., do not fire me. <laughs> he is almost Fernando Tatis Jr. However, much more than Fernando Tatis Jr., who just had 84 games in his rookie season because of injuries, Francie can't stay on the field. Right. He does not have the plate discipline that, that Tatis has. There are things. I'm just saying the tools are legit. The problem is we can have the greatest spring and be done the first week of the season. Oh, wait, that happened last year. Um, he could have a fine first couple of months and be out. Uh, you know, oh, wait, that happened the year before. Uh, he is uh, Tommy Pham, who played with him in the Dominican Republic, is maybe his biggest fan. Pham mm-hmm. is Francie's biggest fan. Say that five times fast. Okay. He says Francie's the X factor in the outfield. I thought, 
Huh, punny. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's... Uh... I mean, if he could, that's one of those gigantic ifs. If he could, if he could yep. stay on the field, and um, you know, and get a little bit more plate discipline. I mean, we've seen, yep. we've seen what he can do at times. And if he could, if he could do that for you know, a hundred and even just a hundred and twenty games, um, you know, not even being greedy or anything, that that would make such a big difference with this uh, with this club, and it would allow some flexibility in terms of how Grisham is used. And I mean, it would just change everything if oh, you could, uh, um, if you could. You have, got him against righties, like and and this guy gets 400 plate appearances, and he, I mean, he hits for he hits for amazing power. He runs. I mean, you every double can be a triple almost. You know, right, right, absolutely. So, all right, well, we will uh, we'll end it here, and we'll uh, we'll leave you to the first weekend of Cactus League games. Uh, I know it's always a big moment um, for everyone uh, down there. At, at least it's it's kind of baseball, and uh, I haven't even looked at the go. I haven't even looked at the TV schedule to uh, to know what's on. But but we'll make a note of that in one of your uh, one of your notebooks here in the next day or two as to when their first uh, when their first TV game is for people to uh, to check it out themselves. I'm sure a lot of people will be heading over, uh, probably already headed over to Arizona. Others will be uh, will be going over the next. Uh, five weeks and I was right near the ballpark today and uh, uh, for lunch and realized that we are just uh, tomorrow is the five weeks away from uh, from opening day but Kevin we will do this again next week and until then we'll thank everyone for uh, for listening and uh, have a great weekend thank you